0: Welcome to Between Sundays, I'm Tyler, and I come as a representative of Purple Cloth Makers. It's complex, difficult, and expensive, just take my word for it. Today, we're bolstering ourselves with the courage of Lydia and wrapping up our Family Tree Summer Series, but before we allow all that warm, fuzzy stuff to emanate out of our bowels, now that the Lord has opened up her heart to take heed of things spoken, let's welcome in our favorite co-host, Marin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just me and you today. So pathetic <laughs> when it's just a singular person. Hey,
0: man. Yeah. Hi, hi, this Tyler. This is the first time we've ever done a one-to-one.
1: That cannot be true. It is a hundred percent not true. Yeah, I do not believe you at all.
0: I think that's true. Like you and Barry have done it, but it's never been. Yeah, that, I usually cancel. Cannot be. I usually cancel it. I'm like, Tyler. That's eh, just me and you. Let's not do it.
1: How many? How many times have we sat here across from one another? How many times, Tyler? Too many. How many?
0: You tell me 200 times, 200th episode, everybody, 200 times, we are ringing in 200
1: and at least one of those times had to have just, I'm
0: going to do a 200 time kazoo. Celebration.
1: What was that one episode? Oh, where you had like nine sound bites and you were challenged yeah. by Barry to like use them yeah. in context throughout yeah. the duration of the show. That was one of my absolute favorite yeah. shows we've done.
0: Yeah. We is were that talking what about- it is
1: today with the kazoo? Like your challenge <laughs> yeah, is 200 yeah. kazoo soundbites? Well, we bites. talked about
0: all the, th- like in the last four minutes, we've talked about all the things we could have done for the 200th episode, <laughs> <laughs> but didn't actually do. <laughs> Uh, it's becoming clear uh, to me. It, I, I think we went through this at 100 episodes too, where it was like, man, I wish I knew where to find anything that we've done. Yeah. Cause like, we don't have an archive I was like, when did you say I love squirrel noises? That was like very <laughs> early in the, in the show, but I have no idea what episode that was. It would take, it would take hours for me to comb through all that stuff and clip it and put it like best of.
1: Yeah. It would, it would take about 200 hours.
0: My dream is to do that, to do a best of.
1: Yeah, Show and like release it on like CD.
0: Yeah, CD, Mm -hmm. audio tape. (laughs) Uh, No, but 200 episodes. I mean, that's not uh, nothing. That's not nothing. It'd be great if someone else was here to help us (laughs) celebrate. Celebrate.
1: Yeah, this is very
0: (laughs) anticlimactic. Oh, gosh. Uh, So (sighs) friends of the pod, thanks for sticking with us for 200 episodes. Actually, Marcus Castile told me recently he's a, he's a, he's not a recent, I I don't know. Maybe he is a recent friend of the pod. Like in the last year or so he's been, yeah, I'm he's thinking, been,
1: at, I don't know. Did he like us at first? I'm not no, sure.
0: Just personally, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, 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 he's a friend of the pod for sure. And he went, he took his family on vacation and made them suffer through <laughs> not just like the episode of the week, but he was like, let's start over. And let's on our 12, very beginning on our 12 hour trip to Florida, I'm going to make my car listen to (laughs) to (laughs) early between Sundays, which when I do that, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said things like that.
1: Right. Oh, I'm, I've never wanted to go back. Like in the beginning, I used to like, listen to these things. Once we recorded them, I stopped doing that probably a hundred and. 75 episodes ago
0: (laughs) it only took 25 I just
1: can't I'm I'm so afraid of the things I may or may not have said
0: and I said this at 100 episodes but it is amazing that you're even a part of this because I remember (laughs) (laughs) I I know
1: exactly what you mean
0: I remember Um, like you were 11 minutes on staff and I was like hey I'm Tyler (laughs) uh we're thinking about starting a podcast you want to be a part of it and you're like yeah What's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even know what it was. Never listened. And to here one, we are. And here we are. And I remember, like early days, it was like we all kind of. It, it didn't take long for all of us to kind of find our lane on the show. <laughs> and um, I'm kind of the guy that comes in and directs questions and asks uh, questions. Oh,
1: you where, you run the show.
0: Where I, I kind of feel like I, I I ask. I'm the I'm the I'm the everyday man. I'm You're, the I'm the. Yeah. I'm I'm like asking questions that I think people probably want to know.
1: You're the everyday man.
0: Yeah. Do I have a lane? Every man. What's my lane? Your lane is the heart. You're the heart of the show. (gasps) What? You've always been the heart of the show. Heart? Yeah. Wow. People tell me that. Friends of the pod tell me that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're the heart of the show. If you were to leave, the show would not exist. That
1: is not true. That is 100%
0: true. And Barry is the, he's the brains.
1: Mm -mm. You're the heart.
0: He's the brains. And I'm the (laughs) confusion.
1: You're the soul.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not the sole <laughs> of the show. Uh, well, happy birthday to us. Happy anniversary to Do us. Do you
1: have coffee? In, yes, in it's not yeti? an anniversary.
0: It's just a milestone.
1: It's a milestone. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. With our black coffee yeah. to this milestone. Cheers.
0: Yeah. Do you usually drink black coffee at 1230 in the afternoon?
1: Um, these days, <laughs> I keep oh, no. a steady supply of fresh black coffee yeah. throughout the entire day.
0: Um, okay. What's new?
1: What isn't new, Tyler? Well,
0: I got a long list of things that are probably new.
1: Do you? Mm -hmm. Like in your life?
0: No, yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what's going on in your life. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, Um,
1: And this is in 200 episodes. This is always where I freeze because I don't even know where to begin. Let's begin. Let's
0: begin here. You're preaching this weekend. Yes. You got it coming in hot.
1: So much information in my
0: head and this really is like you preached last month or like six weeks ago Mm -hmm. so this is like the quickest turnaround time
1: and guess what spoiler alert i'm preaching again in september
0: yeah you're just like boom 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 it it usually is like maybe once a quarter Maren's preaching or something but now it's fast fast turnaround
1: yeah i think that's primarily because Barry's been on sabbaticals. So the rest of the teaching team, you know, has kind of had to pick up the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. Tim has been preaching more than he typically does. And Amy and I are kind of trying to Mm -hmm. fill in while, while Barry's gone. But Mm -hmm. yeah, when I'm in, I I told you, as I, as I walked into this studio space, I feel like I'm a little out of sorts because when I am in sermon writing mode, that usually means like I come here to the building and I do my regular job, of music stuff and pastor stuff. And then I go home and I write in my home office when everybody else is kind of chilled out after dinner or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just write and I write and I write until I can't write anymore. Yeah, And that's how it's been probably since Friday of last week, Saturday of last week.
0: Are you a, uh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey person.
1: Um, in life
0: in general, (laughs) like when it comes to this stuff, like, do you love the process of preaching Mm -hmm. or do you love the actual preaching?
1: Oh no, I, I far prefer the process.
0: You do. So when you're writing and writing and writing, you're like, like, you like it.
1: No, there's like three stages. There's the, the research and the study. That's Mm. the best.
0: You like that part.
1: If I could just do that all of the days of my life, I would be so happy. <laughs> the writing is actually really difficult okay. because now I have too much information. Oh, and I'm yeah, trying gotta, to like distill it. Yeah. And I, I like, like Tim, like Tim did with this particular message we'll talk mm-hmm. about today, I, I get a lot of information and sometimes yeah. the things that I think are cool, I want to give the people all this yeah. cool stuff I found out. Mm-hmm. But I know that I cannot fit it all into 30 minutes And I know that, you know, something I might think is super cool, you know, somebody else, it might go over their head or they might not get it at all, or it might not mean as much to them. So taking everything I learned and trying to synthesize that into like one little package, little Mm -hmm. cohesive thing, that's super challenging. Yeah. And then the third part of it is just the speaking itself. That is still super weird. Mm -hmm. It every single time. It feels like the song that goes on forever.
0: Uh, <laughs> like what do you I, mean? Like,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm a worship like leader. Bird? I'm a worship leader, right? I've been doing this for like my entire adult yeah. life. And, and it's like five minute increments. Uh, maybe, maybe a, a wild seven and a half minute song, yeah. you know, but then you, you kind of take a break. You let somebody else sing, you yeah. know, <laughs> but just standing it's up like there. It's like the baptism songs. Just talking and hammering away for 30 minutes. It's just like, when is this song over? Yeah.
0: Well, don't you, I don't know. I feel like I, if I were doing it, take it from me, the, ex, the expert. <laughs> if I were doing it, <laughs> uh, I would break it down into five minute segments. I'm like, all right, in this portion, I'm talking about this. In the next five minutes, I'm talking about this. You should do it. No, I'm not. Oh, you no, should no, no, absolutely.
1: No. Because you know why? I don't want that. You're, you're the regular man. The, the everyday man. The everyday man. man. You should do this.
0: I, I do not want to preach. I've thought about teaching. Yeah? Yeah. What's stopping you? Well, there's nowhere to teach.
1: Oh, I'll give you a place to
0: teach. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All right, so another thing that's new for you is school started.
1: Yes, this morning.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. how are you? And it it occurred to me Ooh. after you told me that uh you just I mean, we just had Jaden's out of that out of the school system now. He's he's expanding his wings. He's <laughs> You know, we had a He's a free bird. Grad weekend for Jaden.
1: Yeah, that felt like it was like yesterday.
0: Yeah. And then nine months from now we're gonna have grad weekend again. Yes. How yes. Are, what's going on?
1: Um yeah, this morning my husband woke me up um to to do the the traditional obligatory first day of school picture. Oh, you didn't even remember? Again, Tyler, <laughs> when I am in How sermon mode, I can't tell you what day it is, what time it is. I don't know up from down. I can't even tell you what time I went to bed last night. It's, but like it's not great. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So no, I would totally have just slept right through like
0: Desi's first day of school.
1: Desi's last first day of school. So thank yeah. you, Jed. Thank you, thank you, thank you for waking me up. Got to take her picture. He
0: woke you up and he's like, Hey, um, we have a daughter <laughs> and uh she's in school.
1: She's driving herself to school today. Oh, she's driving you to school. You might want to tell her goodbye.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So I took the pictures and then she went away. And then I don't know why, Tyler, but I burst out into song. That's what I did. <laughs> and I felt, I felt like writing like a, a musical about our experience as like pre-empty nesters. Like God rule. We're so, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> we are so close to being oh, empty you're, you're nesters. Oh, you're looking forward to it. No, no, but he said something to the effect of like Jed's looking forward to. Yeah, that was the last day of school, last first day of school ever of our adult lives. Yeah,
0: and you broke out into song over it.
1: Yeah, but it was like a, a a it's like you either sing or you cry. Yeah, and sometimes I choose sing.
0: Which one did Jed do?
1: I think the singing (laughs) made him cry. Brought on laughter. Okay. And I think he just (laughs) laughed at me. But yeah, that's where we're at. It's gonna be a year like no other. Jaden is gonna go to community college locally. He's already registered for that. Oh, good. So he has a pathway. And Desi's he's on the
0: Tyler path to success.
1: (laughs) He is on the Tyler Bender Fast track to success. Thank you no. for being our inspiration.
0: By the way, don't act like you're a big
1: shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna. Do, stay. do people
1: know the path you took? You went to community uh, college.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if people know this. Thanks for bringing in, it in up. Two hundred episodes uh, have we ever talked about this? So I wouldn't say I was the best student in high school. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I crawled across the graduation stage finish line, <laughs> so to speak. You and Jaden. Uh, Yeah. And so I was one of those kids, like I, I was at Grace at that time. It was a long time ago, mm. 20 years. We just had our 20 year reunion. Crazy. I didn't go to it, but uh, <laughs> I was one of those kids who was like, I was super into church.
1: Mm.
0: Shout yeah. out to Kyle M. broik
1: yeah, you were like Kyle or Jaden. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I was super into church. I don't know if Kyle's a good student or not, but um I wasn't a good student, but I blamed church. I was like God doesn't care if I'm a good student.
1: <gasps> what? Cuz
0: I'm going to be a missionary. I don't need to go
1: Uh I don't need to go to school. I see. I see.
0: So, I in a, in a class of like 1500 people uh-huh. or whatever at Carmel, I 20-year reunion reminded me they showed a thing. They like did the most likely twos in a Facebook group I'm a part of. Oh boy, Reminded me, I was voted in that class most likely to be a missionary because I was like, what I'm gonna be a missionary. In the I world? don't need to be school.
1: That's the coolest thing. That's really cool.
0: Well, it wasn't cool when I had a 1.6 GPA and I barely <laughs> graduated high school. You
1: know what? He takes what the enemy meant for evil right. and That's- he uses it for good.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so, um, hang on. I
1: new King James hey, King.
0: <laughs> can't let that go by uh, so fast tracks to, to success I was in a band at the time in high school and I was like I'm going to be in this band traveling missionary band forever and then the summer after senior year all the guys in my band went to college like they were like getting ready for college and I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I have no plan <laughs> uh so That summer, I was like, I guess I'm going to go to college. And then colleges were like, not so fast. You're not coming here. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh,
1: oh, it's so encouraging. I only only got accepted
0: to a couple. One of them was community college, Ivy Tech. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started going to Ivy Tech.
1: Yeah. Jaden got in.
0: Yeah. And lived (laughs) at my parents' house before there was such a thing as gap year.
1: Mm, yes. <laughs> it, yes. Was like,
0: it was not something to be like, Hey, I'm taking a gap year yeah. at my graduation party. It was like, what's Tyler doing? Uh, I don't know. He's kind of a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to live in his basement for a semester. Wow. Um, so I did that. I went to Ivy tech for a semester and I got my grades up because it was like, I don't want to, I, I don't know. I want to get out of here. Yep. So I got my grades up. And it turns out colleges never even asked for my high school transcripts if I could get a semester's worth of good college grades.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: So I had my grades up and uh, used those to transfer out. And look at me now.
1: And look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> look at me now. Missionary.
0: Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny seeing that because, I mean, I work at a church now, but I guess in high school I was like, yeah, I was supposed to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And then took a hard left turn, Mm -hmm. thought I was never coming back, and now I'm here.
1: And now you're here. I
0: mean, I'm not a missionary, but yeah.
1: Well, you very much are. If a missionary is one who tells the good news, don't you do that every single week on this podcast? Believe God! That's right. Every man. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. I had a moment last week. I was recording something. I do a lot of recording as part of my job. Yeah. I record uh, vocals to help kind of yeah. give my vocalist <laughs> practice tracks. You know them. You love them. Yeah. I do a lot. And I was recording a piano part to kind of help with this arrangement I was creating. And I'm sitting at my piano and I, right in front of my piano is a picture of... My two younger sisters and I, I'm mm. six years older than one and five years older than the other. We grew up really tight. We shared mm-hmm. a bedroom for like our entire childhood. Yeah. They're and on so your phone lock screen. They are. Yeah. I love yeah. them. They're my sisters. Very observant. Um, in this uh, Olin Mills uh, oh, yeah. photo, All right. my sisters and I are wearing uh, hot pink fringe leotards.
0: Gird your loins. Because
1: that's what my mom thought we should wear and they're matching our hot pink are are matching. But I looked at this picture and I thought of a memory of playing with my sisters since they are quite a bit younger than I am. Mm -hmm. They would want to like play house or play Barbies and things like that. And I would play with them, but I would get bored in about 10 minutes and I would always tell my sisters like of my character, my Barbie, whatever her name was Mm -hmm. Quinn. I think my Barbie was always named Quinn. I love that name for some reason. Yeah. Um, my my Barbie's going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just check out and I, I would go to work. And that meant playing piano. Look
0: at your imagination just taking hold.
1: I would ditch my sisters every time to Come just on. sit at the piano. And that was work.
0: And Did the irony of like, yeah.
1: I'm working now. I'm literally yeah. working, and making this and I'm playing piano. Yeah. So I think there's really something to like the thing that you loved, you know, as a child or the thing yeah. that you thought you were going to be. Mm-hmm. And. It's fascinating that for each of are. us, at least, that has kind yeah. of come full circle.
0: Yeah. I would have been really mad at you if you were my sibling. because <laughs> what? Here's, I had to go to work. Here's what I did. I was, uh, I was really into Mickey Mouse as a little kid, like Mickey Mouse figurines. And I had like Mickey Mouse Castle and Disney characters galore. And I would make, I guess I would make my sisters play with me. And I'd like pretend I was Mickey and you're, I don't know, Donald or Minnie Mouse (laughs) or something. And, uh, I had it, I had it like scripted in my head of how this should go. Of
1: course, of course you did. And
0: when anybody went off script, I was like, that's not how you do it. I've I've
1: seen you explain board games in the same way. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: not how you do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Amy Christie where I screamed at her at the... Lead team retreat. That's not. (laughs) But I would like my dad would come and try to play. I'd be like, Dad, come play figure, like come play Mickey Mouse with me, and he'd come and he would do it his way. Amazing. And if you were someone who was like, my Barbie has to go to work, I'd be like, No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'll tell you why. You're in this
1: because I don't play games. Yeah. I just don't play. Yeah. I work.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It is funny that like you are who you are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of games. I'm yeah. going to Gen Con. Yes. It's Gen Con week, everybody. I surprised everybody. and uh, Or maybe it's a surprise to no one. But I took w- off work so I could go spend four days at Gen Con, the biggest board gaming convention, at least in America. I don't know. Is maybe it really? It's Fact checker Drew. Is that is it the world? Just America. All right. So the biggest <laughs> board game convention in America is in Indianapolis every year. And I haven't been since pre-COVID, so going back. Do you have, like,
1: friends you're meeting up with? Nope. Is this, like, (laughs) a so, like, when I would go to festivals and stuff, like, i look forward to seeing, like, that guy from West Virginia. Yeah. Like, random people. Are there people for whom this is, like, an annual meetup?
0: I would love it to be, but it's not. It's not. I mean, sometimes, every year I've gone, like, it's four days, so- yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Drew, every,
1: he speaks.
0: Drew's here. Producer <laughs> Drew is here. Um, And that's how I met Drew. That's where I met Drew. No way. Yeah. I um, had no idea. So every year I go, I find out people are going to go there. And so I'm like, hey, we should meet up at the whatever and play a game or something. And so it's never planned. It's never like I'm going with Jed Gaffrin on Wednesday of Gen Con and Love we're going to go play a game.
1: Drew, were you in any way connected to Grace Church before Gen Con?
0: Yeah. So (laughs) Drew, uh, Wes Adkins, who runs communications is, uh, used to be over at Fishers and Wes was leading a rooted group that Mm. Drew was a part of. And Wes and Drew connected. And Wes went to Gen Con and went with Drew. Wow. And met up with me when I was there by myself. And we played games in the Lucas Oil Stadium for Look at God. a couple hours. Look See? at
1: God. Look at God.
0: <laughs> Using all things for his glory. God is watching. Wow. Yeah. So no, I'm going by myself. I think. I mean, maybe people will go and let me know that they're there, but I'm planning on going by myself. And Do you actually know
1: of anyone else who's going?
0: No. I keep asking and everybody's like, well, I haven't gotten tickets yet, but maybe I will. Uh, actually, this year. I'm stepping up my Gen Con game because I am working at Gen Con. I I once you get into the hobby of board gaming, you're like, oh, I like these types of games or these. I don't like these types of games. And you 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 carve out a niche of like what you're really into, because <laughs> not every game is created equal, Marin. Uh And then after that, you're like. I actually kind of like this board game company or these mm-hmm. designers or whatever. Like you, you start developing favorites and or what,
1: what is your favorite?
0: So there's a board game company that I really like. Um, Their name is chip theory games. And they're, they're like a, Uh, they, they don't make a ton of games, but they, the games they make are like really high quality mm-hmm. components. And that's, that's like, that's what, so like it, that's the pieces, all it takes for me. Like the
1: pieces are the pieces. high quality, like carved wood, the pieces. No, they haven't
0: gotten to wood yet. The
1: resin. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a quality? The way you just said resin <laughs> is insulting for some
0: reason. Uh,
1: what makes a quality piece?
0: So here's what. So when you, when you would open a, the box of a board game, what would you expect to be in that box? Cardboard? Maybe? I
1: would expect cards of some kind, like a Made out of uno, what? uno type card. Out of paper? Uh, yeah some variety of like a, a heavy gauge paper
0: okay yeah and uh, cardstock cardstock card that's and laminated then, and that oh laminated maybe not that's, plastic that's level up but
1: like okay so a cardstock and then i would expect like cardboard some sort of chokeable
0: piece chokeable
1: yeah we got rid of like every board game because you oh, could choke on so much okay when the kids were so little. small
0: plastic small
1: chokeable pieces yes made out of what Chocable materials like, well, that's what I like that, what aluminum I'm sp- or aluminum
0: wow we or, are we're getting it more expensive by the I mean plastic second. of okay. course
1: something that will hurt when you step on it
0: well here's here's what this company does no cardboard, no paper they make if you if you would have a cardboard board as a board for your board game, they say actually we want that to be made made out of uh scuba material or uh scuba yeah, like rubber. <laughs> scuba material what's that called neoprene. neoprene yeah it's made out of neoprene it's like water rated probably for underwater you can wrap gaming? yourself in it and, and stay warm in the pool <laughs> yeah it's like mouse pads it's like a bunch of mouse pads okay but they make their board out of that and so there's no cardboard and it's just neoprene everywhere and it, there's no like plastic or the, it is plastic but there's no like uh chokeable pieces Good. it's like Chunky poker chips instead of cardboard po- par- cardboard uh-huh. tokens or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like pogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most recent game they came out with, they have the poker chip, but then they have like a a metal figure that magnetizes to the poker chip. So they they the reason I like them, which friends of the pod, I'm sure, couldn't care less. We may need to edit all of this. <laughs> All of this out. The reason I like them is because of how much they care about the experience of gaming as much as they care about the actual game yes, itself. They care about so, you.
1: Yeah. And your experience. They speak to my
0: heart because I'm like, man, it, I, I I can recognize how much uh intention they have when they design the experience of how they want people to experience mm-hmm.
1: their game. So you're working at their booth.
0: Yeah. So they reached out to me. <laughs> 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 they reached out to people, whoever subscribed to their email list is like, Hey, we're going to Gen Con. Uh, if anybody wants to work the booth, let us know. And I was like, yeah, I live here. Of course. I'd love to do that. And they responded. was like, all right, you're in. And I was like, great. Tell me when, tell me what day you want me to work. Or like, I expected like a two hour shift somewhere. Nope. I'm working five hour shifts every day of Gen Con at the booth Uh, chip theory booth is that
1: gonna be fun like are you gonna get to see the rest of gen con or you going to be stuck at your neoprene booth
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i'll see i'll see a lot of it because it's it's all day so i'm working 12 to 5 or something but i can go before and after so you're
1: gonna spend more than five hours a day at gen con
0: oh yeah (laughs) like i'll be there all day every day wow so
1: how are they compensating you
0: great question uh, they're giving me a shirt <laughs> <laughs> and they're giving me store credit to their store. How
1: much store credit?
0: Uh, the price of admission. So they're, they're either going to pay for your admission okay. for four days, which is like 150 bucks or something. Okay. Uh, or I already had that. Right, I already had right. my ticket. So they're like, actually, we'll just give you store credit.
1: Nice. So it's
0: like 150 150- dollars. And what
1: do you, will that get you one game, two games? It'll probably
0: get me part of a game. A
1: half of one game. Yeah.
0: Their games, because it's neoprene, it's like, we're going to charge you $250 for this game.
1: This has been riveting.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm going to be selling games. They sent me a sheet uh, this morning that was like, here's the sales pitch for each one of our games. And it, I'm going to be teaching how to p- people how to play okay. these games. I'm going to be selling these Let's slinging you games.
1: out in the marketplace. I know. Yeah. Selling your We're like your 20 minutes wears. deep into this. We are, but I mean, this is an excellent transition yeah. into the woman who sold the purple cloth. Like, <laughs> you're out, you're <laughs>
0: okay. in the marketplace, you're yeah, selling so, things to yeah. these
1: Gentiles.
0: Yeah. We're going to have to like put a timestamp on this <laughs> podcast to be like, if you don't want to hear anything about this boring stuff, Go to 27 minutes in and you can listen to <laughs> a ahead. sermon. All right. So we're, uh, we're good. We're good with Gen Con. We're good with 200 episodes. Um, so let's get into the last week of our sermon series, let's. Family Tree, which Tim gave the message and he's not here to talk about it. So we're just going to, if you didn't listen to the sermon, just take our word for it. Uh, we'll tell you everything you need to know <laughs> about, what Tim, about what Tim wanted you to get out of it. But, there's,
1: there's no way we could do that with this one. They're, no, he, he prefaced this whole message by telling us that this one's going to be a lot.
0: Yeah. There was a lot. Was in a lot. Here. There was a lot. There was a lot. Some sermons are very like self-actualizing or something where it's like, oh, you're talking about the prodigal son. I can connect the dots of sure. how that has to do with me. Yeah. Um, And then when I heard him talking about Lydia, I was like, well, that's like five verses. Yeah. So where are we going with this? And so. I'm not just curious. I wasn't just curious. I was wondering like how Tim's going to make the world, what we call the world in front of the text, come to life with Lydia's story. Mm -hmm. And he was like, usually when you hear about Lydia, it has to do with this, but that's not what we're doing today. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, buckle up because I've never heard anything about Lydia that has to do with what Tim talked about. So, Which
1: I really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, He's right. Every sermon I've ever heard in you know, that that's about this character. Lydia yeah. has been about her generosity. financial generosity, how yeah. she used her resources to support this missionaries. Yeah. To support yeah. the missionaries. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's not what he did, but he connected so many dots. This is like a, this is like a, Hey, you want, you want to get schooled by Tim Ayers? Go watch this sermon.
1: Well, for me it was go watch it twice.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had to watch it four yeah. times. Yeah.
1: Cause, Cause there's so much.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're trying to crack, a cold case and Tim's up there with strings and pins being like, here's what we know about Lydia. It's because, uh, she was this and, um, she's from the, the, she's part of, uh, Philippi, which yeah. is a Roman place. And so she naturally would have been rich because we know that like, he's Isn't like connecting cool, all though? the threads.
1: I think it's so cool that there are people out there who study the Bible to that degree. That and is very don't cool. Just take it for like face value. You know, I mean,
0: it's incredible.
1: I grew up reading the Bible and I would just read what was there and then yeah. I'd be on to the next chapter. And so New in, King James. I'd be reading the New <laughs> King James that my mother got me as <laughs> a I think it was as an eighth grade graduation present. Yeah. Um Yeah. And that's all I knew of Lydia. She'd sold purple stuff. Well, how are you
0: supposed to know that without being Tim Ayers? Really?
1: Well, I mean, you can study the Bible as much or as little as you want, and the resources are there. Like it 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 doesn't take a, a magician or a rocket scientist to be able to kind of go that deep as deep as as Tim went. But not everybody has a desire to yeah. to go that deep. And we do really rely on the Tim's yes. who have the time and the energy and the resources to go that deep. We really do rely on them yeah. to help us understand these stories in deeper ways, richer ways.
0: Like twenty years ago, without the internet, it would have been like, wow, this guy's a wizard. <laughs> It's like 20 years ago when you went to the doctor, the doctor's like, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. You're like, okay, i gotta take your word for it. But now you go to the doctor, you're like, he's like, I know exactly what's going on. And you're like, eh, not based (laughs) on my research. Here's what I think's (laughs) going on. Uh, But this is like, this supersedes all of that. Cause Mm -hmm. this is still like Tim's a wizard. Like I could have, I could have been like, Hey, what do I need to know about Lydia? I'm going to Google it. And I wouldn't have gotten what he had to say.
1: Yeah. I was really interested and excited to hear what he had to say about Lydia because he designed this sermon series mm-hmm. with Barry on sabbatical. This entire family tree series really was Tim's design, Tim's effort. And yeah. when I saw that he was wrapping up this entire series with Lydia of all people, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know yeah. why, Yeah, you know, he, he even said at the beginning of his message, all these characters we've talked about in this series so far We usually start out, and I was no different. I had Jacob, Jacob Mm -hmm. and Esau. We usually start out by saying, you know, there's more than we could ever tell you in 30 minutes. There's more written about Jacob in this entire book than there is about Isaac or Abraham or whatever. There's there's just too much about Joseph. But that wasn't the case with Lydia. There's hardly anything about Lydia. But what is there is important enough for Tim to have considered her a real hero of Mm -hmm. our faith.
0: Yeah, he was standing there saying things like, we know that in order for a town to have a Jewish synagogue in it, you need 10 Jewish men. Like, we know this. We all know that, We all know it's obvious that in order for a town to have a Jewish synagogue, you need 10 Jewish men over the age of 13 who live there. So the fact that Lydia and a group of women are gathering for worship and prayer by a river clearly means that there were less than 10 Jewish men in Philippi. Like, of course we knew that.
1: Come on, Tyler. Everybody knows that.
0: Or the part where he's like... (laughs) Yeah, the Bible says the Lord opened up her heart to take heed of things spoken. But of course we need we know that Jewish people back in the day know that, or thought that warm fuzzies happened in your head, not your heart. Your heart's where all the logic happens. And I'm like, yeah, of course we knew that.
1: Everybody knows that. Ancient
0: people thought logic was born in someone's heart, not their brain.
1: Right. And the warm fuzzies were birthed from the gut, right? Yeah. The bowels, as you said in yeah, your intro. They
0: came from the bowels. And he said, <laughs> he said, uh, J- Ancient people thought that uh, the brain was just gray soupy stuff.
1: Gray soupy stuff <laughs> that just lets stuff pass on through.
0: I don't even know what that meant. Why is it gray?
1: <laughs> everybody knows that a farrier is someone who puts shoes on a horse. Everybody knows. Tyler, everybody knows that.
0: So this is like a Rubik's Cube of a sermon. He's like connecting the threads of like, of course we knew th- know this yeah. about Philippi. So therefore, Lydia, like it takes this amount of work to get purple ink out of a muscle. And so she's obviously wealthy because purple ink is hard to, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so you got to know, you kind of got to know all the context of what he's about to tell you about this person. Yeah. And he gives you all that. And the whole time he's speaking, you're like, I have no idea how I'm supposed to know all of this, but okay, I'm following you. Just like, um, he gets to the end and it's like, oh, my mind's blown. Like I, <laughs> I never could have done that myself. I never could have taken those five verses and been like, yeah, of course. And then he had that map where no one could read. <laughs> and he was like, of course we know the journey that Lydia took from this place to this place was this many miles. And it's this, it's a I Roman. I bet
1: if you were watching online, the map totally worked. But in a room of that size with print yeah. that small. He's like,
0: look at that line up there. It's clear. And you're like. No, it's not. It's the opposite of clear. I don't even, there's 20 lines on the screen. I don't know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah. he said all of that in a way of, I mean, I, I guess the grand finale is that the very first church in Europe.
0: Yeah. Which is something I didn't know. Because of Lydia,
1: right there. Yeah.
0: Anyways, um, so she was courageous mm-hmm. because of all this context stuff. Not necessarily because if you read it at face value, it's like, yeah, she invited these people to her, her house. But Tim's sitting here being like, let me tell you why that's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, what that would have meant yeah. to her. Yeah.
0: So she's a resident of a highly Roman city. She's there to sell expensive clothes or cloth to a few rich people in that well-to-do city. She's a single woman, I guess. I, I How am I supposed to know that?
1: If Tim were here, he would do. Yeah,
0: he, yeah, he'd. He said, she's a single woman in a highly patriarchal society. She's a follower of God of a very small, unimportant sect within a very Roman city. And she's a thinking, rational woman because she's using her guts mm. to logically make draw conclusions. So she's a thinking, rational woman in a culture where women are both to make babies and to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Then her association with Paul puts almost everything at risk. Mm-hmm. And at face value, you're like, What? why, but you need all the context that Tim gives you. And so it's, it was like a,
1: when Paul and Silas were released from prison, the first place they went was her house. house. Yeah, Yeah. And
0: and you're like, Oh, that's cool. But he's like, no, that was super dangerous. Yeah. So I don't know. It it was incredible watching him do what he does.
1: Why she is and telling us why she is a hero of our faith.
0: Yeah. So what stood out to you about the sermon?
1: Everything we just said. I mean, she risked everything, her livelihood, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she, it seems for all intents and purposes that she had a pretty comfortable life Mm -hmm. and that she would be willing to put that all on the line for something that she so thoroughly and fully believed in, um, stood by her convictions. Um, again, Tim said it like her, her livelihood was at risk. Her reputation was at risk. Her comfortable life was at, at risk. And it's very possible that her actual life yeah. was at risk, but she risked it all because she came to faith in Christ and mm-hmm. to her, that was a faith worth laying everything on mm-hmm. the line for that makes her a hero. I, again, you, you hear about Lydia's generosity, yeah, but what this message did was really drive home the point of Lydia's bravery. Yeah. That's what stood out to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh i wish tim were here <laughs> because uh, i'm like at the end of what i know about this but like it seems like like cuz my next question usually is do i know anybody like that do i know mm-hmm. anybody who has shown me uh that they're willing to sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. to um or could be everything to have something that is they they may be unsure of or like take crazy what would seem like crazy steps of faith into much higher risk do I know anybody like that and actually I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who was like um yeah my dad he was offered a job in uh Key West or like the middle of the wilderness in I don't know Kentucky or something and to do missions work Mm. and he had kids and he was like yeah, you definitely go to Key West a hundred times out of a hundred. You're not going to go to like the woods (laughs) and his dad chose the woods because he was like, that's, that's not because that's more risky, but we know that this is going to be more challenging, but the need is more obvious and uh, important for us to pay attention to in the woods than it is on the beaches of Key West or whatever. So that's where they went. And so as he's telling me the story, I was thinking of Lydia. I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, it's probably not apples to apples, but it's an example of somebody who's like, it's risky for my family. It's risky for us. It's risky. Like the thing that makes the most sense is just to play it safe and fill a pie yep. and not draw too much attention. I've got a business here that I need to kind of keep on track and all this stuff. So let's not draw too much attention to ourselves That would have been the Mm -hmm. most obvious and safest route for her. But what she chose to do was like the opposite of that. And it's like, I'm going to invite these missionaries who were just arrested for their beliefs into my home because I support their beliefs.
1: I feel like there is a degree to which that kind of bravery obviously not to like that degree we're not like risking our lives right now sitting here talking but speak for yourself <laughs> i feel like you and i have each experienced some of that yeah for me the decision to come to grace church and <laughs> leave the house i bought 6 months before i came to grace church <laughs>
0: that's true yeah how that's true
1: i talked to my husband about that and how how is this going to happen how how we worked through that was that Staying where we were would have been playing it safe, yeah, and coming here, mm-hmm. knowing virtually no one
0: mm-hmm.
1: was the scarier thing, yeah, and the riskier thing, and that God was calling us out of our comfort yeah. zones and our comfortable life, like God called Lydia out of her comfort zone and her comfortable life, and he was calling us to this risky, unknown thing, yeah, and because. We were just so compelled and so driven by his mission. We came here. I feel like in your life, that's like leaving behind your career path. Yeah. You left an entire career path behind to come here and to do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All for 200
1: episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People don't get into ministry for
0: job security reasons. No, no, no. Uh, Yeah. You're right about that. And, um, in the moment you're like what why would you like i bet if i was there with lydia and paul and silas i would have been like are you crazy you don't want these guys in here like what are you, what are we doing you got to like we got to protect the purple ink empire over here <laughs> uh i feel like that's that would have been my reaction yeah um uh, but then you know hundreds of years later you're like yeah but she's the reason the church started if she, if it hadn't been for her being generous to these missionaries and Christians like who knows where we would have been yeah as a as a religion and so you coming from monster (laughs) with a house still occupied or whatever coming here without any real clear like safety right there was uh, no promise that this was
1: gonna work out yeah
0: it's like in the moment you're like that is crazy that is insane why are you guys doing that and but the prayer is that when Desi graduates high school next year, you're like, or this year. <laughs> oh, totally. oh, no. Oh, totally. Now the prayer is that like you and Jed, when you guys are uh, empty nesters, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, you're like, this is, th- God has been like completely faithful to our story. And he has used us to bless this community and vice versa yeah. and all that stuff.
1: I wish we had that part of Lydia's story. Yeah, me too. The part that's not there as the mm-hmm. church grew yeah what happened to her and when she I mean she had to have been aware of her impact on that region and in that area as the Mm -hmm. church began to grow in that region as the church began to be established in that Mm -hmm. region I wonder if she had those moments of looking back to that time that she was at that gathering by the by the water that time where she first you know encountered the good news yeah yeah because I do look back I look back over I think I've been here a little over five years now. Mm -hmm. And often I have thought, you know, we've talked about it on this show before the what ifs Mm -hmm. had I chose to stay in my comfortable life, you know, what would that have, what would our lives look like right now? There was so much in 2017 that I could not have known and didn't know, Sure, but God who sees the bigger picture obviously knew. And he was clearly leading and directing Mm -hmm. me and my entire family Mm -hmm. here. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so in this store, in this series, we discussed Lydia, obviously Paul, Peter, Joseph, Jacob, Leah and Rachel, which is like sneaky two people in one weekend. <laughs> it's like we did, we're doing, Leah? we're doing eight people this summer. It's like, yeah, but Leah and Rachel, we did in one weekend. That's two people.
1: I mean, their stories are very intertwined. Hey. Were you here that weekend, Tyler? They are two Tyler? individuals. They're very intertwined. Yeah. Married to the same dude. <laughs> very intertwined.
0: All right. So we did Leah, Rachel, Isaac, Hagar, and Abraham. Does anything like, what stands out to you about the series? What do you, looking back? I mean, every time we start a series, it's like, what do we hope people receive and hear from God during the series? Is there anything looking back on it now that you're like, I think, I think it's safe to say, as a community, we heard this mm. through this series.
1: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is just <laughs> the, uh, the blemished, imperfect reputations of these people we consider our heroes. Yeah. That immediately comes to mind. Um, and I love that. Yeah. I love that, you know, God didn't necessarily call or choose uh, the most righteous person in existence at the time but that he took somebody very human, very flawed. And he did something with their lives that only he, only he could do. Yeah, I mean, you look at why they're, why these people we've discussed in this series, why they're considered heroes, yeah. the incredible things that they went through or that got accomplished through their time on this earth. And you look at like, kind of where it started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Each one of these people had an encounter and a transformation like a before yeah. a before and after. Mm-hmm. Um, and only God can do that. So for, for our purposes, for our congregation, I would hope that our people heard God can take my imperfect life yeah. and my imperfect past and my less than perfect family and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And by his power, he could, turn that all around. He could use that for good. Literally any element of my story can be used when it's put in his hands um, and used in ways that I won't even be able to believe. Believe
0: God. Believe God. Yeah. <laughs> nice accent. <laughs> <tossed in> there. <laughs> okay. Settle down.
1: <laughs> Settle what did you down. get? What did you get out of the series?
0: Well, yeah, I, I missed a couple weeks because I was on vacation. Mm. So, What's when that like? I, when I was looking, at, <laughs> <laughs> settle down. You were on vacation too. <laughs> when I was looking at the list, I was like, I don't remember Peter or Joseph, but that's because I was gone. Mm. Um, Those were good ones. Yeah. So I remember. I I I wrote the same thing down. Like these are these are people like n- normal people that are being called to ex- extra extraordinary things. Like in Abraham's case. In Hagar's case, Hagar's the one that stands out to me the most mm. because it's it's the first time I think somebody was like, This is this God hears me.
1: Yeah. The God per- who sees me, the yeah. God who hears me.
0: Yeah. And so that's what stands out to me. That's what I will remember, I think, mm. about her story. It's like, it's the first time in the Bible, I think, that somebody's like, it's not just a God that I believe in, it's a God that hears and sees and knows who I am and cares about that and will protect me and these things. So that's like the, the anecdote that I think I'll remember the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously I'll remember, uh, Hulk Hogan and, uh, ultimate warrior anecdotes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's ordinary people that are allowing, not allowing, but that transformation comes, either comes upon them or they are allowing transformation to happen to them through the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. And therefore their story now becomes extraordinary to tell. Um, Like in all these people's cases, it's like Paul, his transformation obviously is like worth talking about. And at first glance, you're like, well, that didn't happen to me. Some people, maybe it did. But for me, I'm like, I feel, I don't feel like my transformation story is, is like that. But Maybe not that dramatic. Not that dramatic, but it's still true. There was a time in my life where, or even still, there's like there are moments where I could not persecute people, but I could choose. I could choose, uh, not to use like enneagram language, but I could choose false self or or true self. Paul's Mm -hmm. Paul's false self. Eventually became like the zealot toward like persecution or something like, uh, and his true self became the zealot toward Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I feel like that's true—not of me, but of of all of us. That's like there's a, there's a there's a our greatest strength is our greatest weakness. Like Paul's greatest strength was his zealousness mm-hmm. toward. Jesus and the transformation obviously happened, but his greatest weakness also was his zealousness. Is zealousness a word? <laughs> uh, ag- against zeal.
1: zeal. I think zeal. His yeah.
0: Zeal. Uh, towards, towards people as like oppressing them. And so, yeah, I think the big picture is just like, these are normal people that were transformed or allowed God to transform them to have extraordinary stories. And therefore this is still true of us today. I mean, Tim talked a lot about that. It's like this, the, 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 the experience that Hagar happened is still true for us today. We can still believe that God is a God who hears us and sees us. The experience that happened to Paul is still true for us today. Like we can choose, uh, or we can, we can respond to the transformation. Yes. Uh, that's
1: the word that I keep thinking of. Yeah. It's how we respond each one of these people that we've discussed over this series, this family tree series had an encounter Mm -hmm. and maybe that, that encounter didn't have to send them off in the super awesome new direction. It's, it's how they responded to it.
0: Yeah. Hagar went out to the desert to die. mm -hmm. And then she heard from God who said, I, or made her believe I see you and I hear you. And she responded.
1: And trust and and went back to the people who were mistreating her. Yeah. But she did that because she trusted, yeah. and God provided for her and took care of her, and yeah. you know her son lived a long life and was successful, yeah. successful as a bow hunter, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> but no, it's it's our response, yeah. and the the more, and maybe it's just because I've been in, in sermon mode over the last couple of days. But mm-hmm. what we'll be talking about next week there's an element of that response. Yeah. What
0: are we talking about next week? What are um, we, what, what's next? What's happening? What are we doing?
1: Well, we're starting a brand new series. Uh, what are we calling the series? Known. <laughs> the series is called Known. You, I think... you should
0: join me at the Gen Con sales tent. <laughs> like you are great at selling stuff.
1: So great. Just like Lydia. Um, no, we're starting a new series. I think this might be my first time.
0: Kicking it off. Kicking off a series. Ooh, it's a little intimidating.
1: It's a little, great. A little scary. Um, but yeah, this is, Similar to the last series where we're, we're taking a look at some key characters from the Bible. This time they're all from the book of Mark.
0: Um,
1: we almost called this series moments with Jesus.
0: Oh yeah. Moments
1: Moments with Jesus in Mark. This is all (laughs) coming from Mark, but it's moments in four different stories or four different people's lives where they do encounter Jesus in a way that reveals just how well he knows them. Mm. Um, and the power in being known, yeah. fully, truly known by him, each one of these people present themselves with like an obvious outward need, mm-hmm. but Jesus goes beyond uh, goes addressing deeper. just that outward need. He goes deeper because he knows them, yeah. and that's why we're calling it known, so we're taking a look, we're kicking it off. yeah, light, summary, fun, uh the man possessed with many demons,
0: surprised. <laughs>
1: Like this is, this is so heavy, so heavy. Usually we yeah. start off these sermon series, you know, with something a little lighter and then maybe we, we get into the heavier stuff yeah. a couple of weeks in, but nope. no, we're, we're Tim, just,
0: Tim left town and was like, Maren, you take it from here. We're starting with demons.
1: Starting with demons. That's what we're doing.
0: And you're preaching mm-hmm. uh, and you're in sermon mode. Yes. So give us a little tease. Give us a little teaser of what, mm. what is What is God revealing to you in sermon mode that you are excited for the people of grace to hear during the series or the sermon itself?
1: I started getting fired up while I was writing this. And you know what I sound like when I'm fired up and I'm typing? (laughs) The typing got loud, the typing got fast. And it wasn't because I was angry, which is usually the reason my typing gets loud and fast. It's because I just was getting so excited. Can you see this? warrior Jesus, Mm. you see this Jesus who just looks evil in the face fearlessly Mm. because he knows he has all authority. He knows he has all power. And knowing that, you know, his light drives out the darkness Mm -hmm. and that light has been given to each one of us and we don't have to be afraid. Oh my goodness. Fired up. Let's do this. So excited. (laughs) New King James. It just gave me confidence. Yeah. You know. Um great. You, you you've you've dealt with some yeah, we don't, some things yeah. in recent years yeah, as so, a pastor here.
0: Well, yeah. We've been we've been official pastors for You you longer 18 than months.
1: me. You longer than I. No. You were on the we lead team before
0: me. Yeah, but we went through the pastoral thing at the okay. same time.
1: Okay, fine. Two hundred episodes. We're pastors now. <laughs>
0: here we are. <laughs> uh and um I don't know. There's been a number of instances. So we have this thing that we call pastor on call, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's been a number of instances where either I am pastor on call or I'm just like in the right place at the right time. It's usually that you're in the right place <laughs> at the right time. Where somebody comes yeah. into my presence with oppression, yeah. like spiritual oppression. And it does a number on you mm. when this happens. And I have been, I think I've been a part of every occurrence in oh. the last 18 months. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Prior to that, I was a part of zero. Like I've never prior to 18 months ago, I, I had never seen spiritual oppression. Like I saw, like I've seen in the last 18 right. months uh, in other people. And so I can't wait to see what you have to say about all this. If you need me to come up and. Do something. (laughs) I'm I'm a- Come
1: and demonstrate. Expert. No, I'm really excited. Um, I think one of the things that I learned from watching you experience what you experienced, you, Amy Osgood, Mm -hmm. we've we've talked about this before. The fear goes away because it's replaced with compassion. Yeah. You just have nothing but the love of Christ for this individual Mm -hmm. who is tormented Mm -hmm. and in bondage. Yeah, And out of that compassion, the fear just disappears yeah. and you know that Christ has authority in this situation yeah. and you have confidence, not in yourself or your abilities, but you have confidence in him Yeah, because he has given you that confidence. Yeah,
0: That's why I was getting fired up. Confidence and authority. So here's, here's, here is kind of how I treat or I, I just kind of go into the mode now. And I was really scared the first time it ever happened. Mm. So a year and a half ago or whatever, whenever it happened. First time I was really scared. I didn't know what to do. I was like texting everybody. I was like, come help me because I don't, I don't know. I what... was
1: preaching that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I got a text from you. Yeah. It's there's like, there's
1: a guy throwing up in the parking lot. Yeah. The lot. doors
0: to grace are opening up for service and we're like, welcome to grace. And there's a guy demon possessed or something throwing up in the parking lot. Yeah. And so anyways, what, what these experiences have done is like, I see the person, like you said, is being tormented. I see them as a, as uh a ch- like my child mm. but God's child and so yeah i believe that we have the authority to speak to evil the same way jesus does and i would do anything to protect my child from evil and therefore i would do anything to protect protect god's child mm-hmm. from evil and so that that means not being scared that means whatever and so yeah i'm i'm i can't wait for to see what you have to say about this yeah it's going to be good uh, but for today, for a 200th episode, Woo! by the way, Barry's back in like f- four weeks. Wow. So episode 205.
1: And we've done like <laughs> three episodes in his absence. So yeah. good on us.
0: <laughs> good on us. No, we've done more than that. <laughs> uh, Maren, will you, uh, do the honors of the 200th episode and please send us out.
1: I will. Do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly with your God.
0: And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.